0: In our last episode, we talked about the fundamentals of agile and enterprise architecture. While we've talked about organizational agility many times in the previous uh, episodes, what I did in the last episode was how do we use agile sprints to do enterprise architecture work? Or at least I started a series of podcasts in which I first started with the Fundamentals of Agile in my previous episode. Today, what I'm going to try to do is draw parallels between Agile software development and enterprise architecture. And when I talk about enterprise architecture, primarily, I'll be uh, talking about the TOGAF framework. Now, while enterprise architecture is a concept and TOGAF is a framework to implement that concept, I have always used the TOGAF framework for enterprise architecture. So, I look at enterprise architecture as the TOGA framework. They've become similar to me. So anyway, TOGA framework as an enterprise architecture framework has always borrowed heavily from many different methodologies. It's borrowed from Agile. It's borrowed from Waterfall. It's borrowed from PMI, Project Management, uh, for risk management and requirement gathering. It's borrowed from COBIT for governance and so on and so forth. It has also borrowed from Agile, obviously, like I mentioned before. Now, there are many similarities between Agile and enterprise architecture, which is TOGAF. They always have been, even in TOGAF 9.2 or TOGAF 9.1, for that matter. Recently, they released a TOGAF 10. And in TOGAF 10, they have specifically focused on Agile and iterative development and uh, clearly mentioned that Agile sprints can be used in the TOGAF framework or in the development of architecture within TOGAF framework. So let's talk about some of the the similarities that are there within Agile and within TOGAF. The first similarity is iterations. Agile has always focused on iterations. Scrum methodology within Agile called it sprints. And we know iterations as sprints more commonly. But It's only in Scrum that we use the term sprints. In all other methods like extreme programming, etc., we use the term iterations. So in Agile, we've got iterations and sprints. In TOGAF, we have architecture development method and iterations within it. So the architecture development method within the TOGAF framework defines iterations and says you can iterate over the whole process between the phases of the ADM and within the phases also. So the concept of iterations is very fundamental to TOGAF. Then Agile has three roles in it. There is the role of the product owner, the role of the team and the role of the scrum master. The scrum master is primarily the project manager who manages the the sprints and uh, uh, enables the team to do the best job that they can and keeps them away from all obstacles. But I don't want to focus on the team and the scrum master here. What I'm really focusing on is the product owner. Agile has the concept of product owner that controls the requirements, that manages the requirement, that becomes the interface between the business and the team. Toga framework also has that concept. They are called business architects. And this is a question that comes to me often Uh, which is what is a business architect? So a business architect is really a business analyst who has a bigger picture view of enterprise architecture and I've covered this definition in one of my previous episodes. So TOGAF has the concept of business architects that works as a interface between the business and the enterprise architecture teams, controls the requirements, controls the uh, business strategy or rather manages, I would say, not controls because it is the Leadership team that that takes strategic decisions, and it's the business architect's job to understand those decisions, understand the strategy, understand the roadmap, and based on that, translate the requirements to the rest of the enterprise architecture organization. So, parallel again, product owner and business architects. Then we have user stories to manage requirements in Agile. User stories are basically stories told by the user. So, how you define a user story in Agile is you take a small CRC card or small card and then you write on it three things. One, as a, and then you define the role. So as a business user or as a system administrator or as a whatever, right, the role. I would like to, and then action. So as a system administrator, I would like to log into the application. And then the third statement is, so that I can, and then outcome. So what is the system administrator doing and what outcome is he expecting? That is how you gather requirements in Agile. You try to tell a story. You try to understand the outcome. You try to understand who is doing, what they are doing and why they are doing it. We have a similar concept in TOGAF which is called business scenarios. Business scenarios is again a story that you are telling. It's just that the story is a little more detailed because enterprise architecture is a little more detailed than software development. So the requirements are also going to be a little more complex. But it's not very different, fundamentally speaking, from a user story because you're telling a story from a stakeholder standpoint and then you're gathering information around people. So who are the different people who are involved and people could be uh, stakeholders, people could be teams that are uh, running the project, people could be teams that are supporting the project or and so on. Then you look at information about technologies. You know, what are the technology components involved? What are the different applications? What are the different uh, infrastructure elements which are involved in the entire scenario? So you're describing the scenario from a people standpoint and from a computer actors and technology standpoint. So so again, you know, Agile has user stories. TOGAF has business scenarios. And then changing requirements. Agile encourages changing requirements even late in the development cycle. DOGAF also encourages changing requirements. So in the if you look at the architecture development method, the, there are different phases within the method. It starts with the architecture vision phase, where you try to define the vision at a high level. And then there are businesses, data, application, and technology architecture phases, where you try to detail out the architecture vision from a business standpoint, from a data standpoint, from an application standpoint, and from a technology standpoint. Now, when you're detailing out these requirements, when you're designing various systems from business data application and technology standpoint, what you're really trying to do is you are gathering requirements for the end outcome, right? You're trying to gather requirements about the systems that are engaged or that are involved in. Now, while you are gathering requirements, obviously changes are allowed, right? Because nothing has been frozen yet, nothing has been finalized yet or what have you. And then you get into planning phases, opportunities and solutions and migration planning, which are planning phases. And obviously, since you are still planning, changes are allowed. You haven't really started implementing anything yet. So there is no question of changes not being allowed. You may have to sometimes go into redesign and you may have to sometimes go back into the vision if it doesn't make sense. But basically, changes are allowed and not only allowed, encouraged. And that's why we have the requirements management phase at the center of the architecture development cycle and then once the opportunities and solutions and migration planning phases are done and obviously there are two phases for planning there is opportunities and solutions and migration planning and there are two phases because opportunities and solutions is high level planning where you do a very high level planning of trying to understand what needs to be done and migration planning which is the second planning phase Uh, involves detailed planning where you get into the nitty-gritty of project cost center resources time scheduling etc etc so so opportunities and solutions from an agile standpoint is release planning and migration planning is detailed sprint planning where you understand what is the high priority requirements detail them out how much time would be required how many resources would be required all of that detail if you Uh, look at it from an Agile standpoint. So once the planning phases are done, you know, you're going to iterate between the development and the planning phases, development being the business data application and technology architecture phases and planning phases a couple of times until you have a stable set of requirements. And then you get into implementation and migration plan, which is actual implementation. So like I said before, design and planning phases are volatile and unstable. What that means is, changes are encouraged and, you know, and allowed, right? Because you're still, nothing is finalized. You know, you're still trying to understand what the requirements are. So if the requirements do change, that is all right. Of course, you'll have to time box it and everything and there'll be uh, multiple discussions with the stakeholders and so on. but, But in a sense, requirements are allowed to change. Once you get into the implementation phase, requirements are still allowed to change, right? It's just that now we need a process. Right? You won't be able to change the requirements suddenly because now you have started investing resources, people, time, etc. in building the systems that was designed and planned for. Right, So you've gathered requirements. Now you are implementing the design. Now, now that you're implementing the design, you are in progress. If changes are required, they will have to be managed appropriately. They'd have to be documented. They'll have to be approved because now every change involves a certain cost, right? But TOGAF doesn't say that you're not allowed to change. There is still change allowed. It's just that now the changes have to be documented. Now there are three types of changes that they've defined, and you know, there are small, minor changes which can be taken care of within the same budget of this project. There are major changes, which is re architecture. Now, if we have the budget for a re-architecture time and resources, etc., then then you'll have to re-architect it, but you'll have to go through the process of approvals and and so on. And if the changes are so big that they cannot be done within the same cycle of the architecture development method, then they will have to be put into the requirements management or requirements repository, and they'll have to be planned for a future iteration of the ADM. But nowhere does TOGAF say that changes are not allowed. Just like Agile allows changes even late in the development cycle. And don't get me wrong, Agile does not mean that all changes are allowed anytime, ad hoc, etc. Even there, changes have to be managed appropriately. So when you're doing the product planning or the product roadmap, at that time, everything is at very high level. you are not detailed out the requirements of each and every user story. You've written down the user stories. These are very coarse-grained, high-level user stories and the requirements are not very detailed. And then you do your first sprint plan in which only the high priority requirements are gathered. And those requirements or those user stories are detailed out. You do your due diligence to understand what is required in the first iteration of the ADM, right? Now, let's say that you've detailed it out. You've had multiple discussions with the stakeholder to understand the requirements well. And now the sprint has started, which is now we are in implementation phase. Changes are not allowed during the sprint, right? And that's why the sprints are as small as possible, but none smaller. What that means is two to six weeks, the sprint should be small enough so that we can allow flexibility to change requirements after the sprint, but big enough to deliver something meaningful. We don't want one day sprints or two day sprints because we'll not be able to deliver anything in a a day or two. Two weeks. Decent time to be able to deliver some amount of code. And obviously, it depends on the complexity of the code and everything. But here also requirements are allowed to change, but it's not all ad hoc. It's well planned, well organized. During a sprint, requirements are not allowed to change. Let's say there is a four-week sprint and the, the stakeholder decides that one particular requirement that is being implemented at this point in time needs to change. It is the Scrum Master's job to keep the stakeholder away from the team because we are in the middle of a sprint, we are running really, really fast. And we don't want to change direction in the middle of the sprint. Once the sprint is complete, a demo is given to the stakeholders, and then then the stakeholder may choose to decide that they want to change the requirements, in which case they'll have to pay for that change, right? Because every change, once implementation has started, involves a cost. As long as the stakeholders are willing to pay for that change. Changes are allowed. So similarly, there are many, many parallels between enterprise architecture, TOGAF and Agile. TOGAF has always borrowed from, from Agile as a methodology, always kept it flexible, always understood and valued the importance of changing requirements of of stakeholder management, of iterations and sprints and delivering the larger product in small iterations and and so on and so forth so i hope you understand the similarities that are there between togaf and agile next episode we will talk about various layers within enterprise architecture and how iterations are applied at each layer so uh, how do you apply iterations at strategy layer how do you apply iterations at project layer how do you apply iterations at solution layer you know when it when it comes to solution and we will also take a look at a cross-functional team and how iterations can be applied when we have cross-functional teams. So there are multiple ways that you can apply agile iterations in TOGAF and in enterprise architecture. We'll take a look at that in the next episode. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I'd like to remind you one more time that Enterprise Architecture Radio is less a podcast and more a collaboration platform. What I'm really expecting is enterprise architects and IT professionals in general get together and start talking with each other, start collaborating, start sharing their own knowledge, guide each other, learn from each other. But most importantly, have fun. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, We also have a telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https tme radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere: Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun, and I'll see you in the next one.